Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Vincent the Cat. Well, I did it. I did it. So that requires some explanation. It does indeed. I have a new grand cat. <laughs> you sure do. Uh, uh, my daughter, Lauren, rescued a cat. His name is Vincent. He's mm. tiny. Mm. He's like 10 weeks old-ish. So cute. And uh, she has a pretty crazy story about it. And she's in the room with us, but she's not mic'd up. So I'll tell the story for her. She's in nursing school. Yes. And she does this off-campus clinical thing where she goes to a park in Portland and they hand out supplies, like medical supplies, basic hygiene supplies to a homeless camp. And last couple weeks ago, they were giving a tent to a woman. And the woman was like, thank you for the tent. And also, here's a cat. And the cat has its ears cut off, like freshly chopped off ears bleeding there's scabs and everything really really horrible, horrible and sad however we have taken him into our home he has become a a little chilcott vincent chilcott and Aww. he is perfection he's so cute he's and a little street rat he looks exactly like james and ashley's cat dexter as a baby like to a crazy degree I'd yeah. Say. yeah so we'll definitely post some pictures of him um, maybe some of him cruising around the studio as we speak. I just took a little video on yeah. our Instagram story. Vincent is so cute, and I don't <laughs> know how we're going to get through this podcast because Ash, just before we started, she actually went, he has teeth! <laughs> he was showing me his teeth. <laughs> he looks... You know if I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He looks, uh, he looks just like toothless from... How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, only also earless. Yeah, also earless. He's so cute. And ballless. <laughs> That's <laughs> and right. And ballless is what she said. <laughs> He's two-thirds of a cat. Well, welcome to the family, Vincent. We're happy to have you. Thanks for visiting. Please stay forever. Or at least as long as, as cats long, live. As long as cats live. Yeah. Which is, in Ashley's eyes, forever. Forever. Anytime I bring that up about Dexter... Like, you know, next couple of years here, if we're lucky, she's like, you mean the next 50 years? Yeah, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I like to think of like a hundred or hundred plus year old cat just dragging himself on the floor, <laughs> just oozing along. <sighs> if any cat's going to do that, it will be Dexter. Yeah, for sure. I'll outlive us all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ash just picked him up and he's attacking her headphone cord and... <clears throat> little monster we're gonna make it work yeah yeah okay. we are you we better are. well it's um it's that time of year guys in the next couple days it's halloween day mm-hmm. we're here it's spooky it's ooky got a lot of fun things to cover but before that i hear something off the distance just in it's 64 and rainy at not disneyland and get this today is october 28th and it is 93 degrees and sunny at Disneyland today. And we're not going to talk any more about that because I just can't. <laughs> I just I mean, we were just talking about how it's kind of warm and muggy here. Yeah, no. <laughs> 93 degrees, Actually, dude. I think what I said was it's warmer outside than it was in Starbucks. Yes, you did say I actually that. went into Starbucks and put my coat back on. Dude, it's always cold in Starbucks. Freaking frigid. Frigid and rigid. Alrighty. I don't know what that means, but frigid and rigid. That's Stay what later she tonight, said. you'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's my sister. Well Hey, James, 
Stop the tape. Okay. What? Shh, what's up? I have to. I I need to take a break. Yeah. My tattoos look horrible. They look ashy. Oh, They're really? dry. They, they do look horrible. Oh my Ooh. god, yours is yours do too. Oh Everyone. My gosh. This is like dull tattoo land. Well, what do we do about this? <laughs> I don't know. What do we do about this? Oh, I have an idea. Let's put on some mad rabbit tattoo balm. Oh. Balm. <laughs> is this a bomb like a gopher bomb? <laughs> no, it's tattoo cream for your tattoos. And it really helps enhance tattoos. In all seriousness, I use this every day. Yeah. He's not even kidding. No, He's I use it. He's been using it for a yeah. long time. I lube myself up every day with Mad Rabbit Tattoo Balm. In fact, he's often putting it on when I get here to record. <laughs> I am. It smells great. I've been using this stuff for a long time. And the good news is now we are recently an ambassador for Mad Rabbit Tattoo. So we have a, a little gift for you. If you have tattoos or you're thinking about getting tattoos. Or if you know someone that has tattoos. As a gift. There you go, Ash. Way to use your noggin. <laughs> we, we have a code for you at checkout called Tattoo Dependent. T-A-T-T-O-O-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. There you go. Boom. And use that for 20% off at checkout for any of the stuff in their store. And that is a direct way to support our show. We get a little kickback for every purchase that you guys use that code. So make sure, again, to use code TATTOODEPENDENT at checkout. They have a tattoo balm and an SPF 30 sunscreen and a soothing gel for right after you get your tattoo when it's itchy and horrible and a little bit painful. Yes, if, you've, if you're if you a tattoo person, you know that can suck. It's the worst part. Other than tattoos hurting, the healing process can be really quite a pain in the butt. And I have to say that the packaging is so cool it's so cool it's very stylish yep um yeah i i'm getting myself some and they have a lot of um like packs they put together too like a starter pack um the daily defense set the new tattoo set and enhanced set and they also have really cool merch as well that's an excellent gift idea for your tattooed friends at oh Christmas. absolutely I, genuinely i would be excited about mm -hmm. that be bold be you mad rabbit So this episode comes out November 1st, which is smack dab in the middle of the Dia de los Muertos celebration period. Good job on the pronunciation. I could, I can't ever do it. Ha, ju try it. Say it one more time. Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. James's Dia de los whiteness muertos. is peeking through. No He's problem. almost bilingual now. I think I am. That was pretty good. <laughs> As my niece that's in the room speaks Italian fluently. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool. How would you say Day of the Dead in Italian, Lauren? Yell it. Giorno de morti. Giorno de morti. Close enough. Very similar to Spanish, eh? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> it's almost like they have the same origin point. Almost. Yeah. Kick it off, Ash. What are we doing? Well, first, let's talk about the history. Let's do it. Of the holiday. Yeah, man. How it is celebrated today and how it's represented in the movie Coco. One and, of our favorites. And, yeah, definitely. And in Disneyland in general. It's all over the place. And I do like it. Yeah. Yes. So, Dia de los Muertos is a 3,000-year-old celebration shaped by wow. pagan celebrations mixing together with, Ro with Roman Catholic churches 
um, All Saints Day and All Souls Day. So it's a cultural mashup just mixed together over the years. So as it's celebrated now, it was not that way at all 3,000 years ago. Right. But it's kind of like just a slow, like a slow cooker. Cool. I wonder at what point did it become like so pulpy with like the skeleton paint and that whole vibe. We'll talk about that. Ooh, excited to hear. Um, so Mesoamerican cultures had similar ceremonies regarding death. Um, souls went to the land of the dead, ruled by the Lord of the Dead. The Aztec believed that the queen of the underworld would watch over the bones of the dead. Dude, that is so bitchin'. Isn't it? <laughs> Terrifying. It's just staring so at bones. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was also a combination of it, uh, traditional summer feast days for the Aztecs and certain Central American cultures, mixing with uh, various celebrations regarding death. Around 1520 is when the Spanish Catholic colonization really landed in now Mexico. Right. This is Cortez, who, quote unquote, discovered the new world. Yes, because it didn't exist <laughs> it didn't before exist. he showed No, well, not yeah. at all. <laughs> That's right. So there was this religious crusade to convert um, the new continent. The old Aztec gods and goddesses at that point started getting mashed up with Spanish Catholic traditions and iconography. Mm-hmm. Pagan temples were knocked down and replaced with Catholic churches. But, um, like, as you would expect, they, um, they still kept, you know, old traditions around. Right. So... That's some context for why it's very Catholic, but kind of not. But not, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah, if, I mean, it feels really Catholic, but then there's it's not it's not like universally Catholic. That's no. my point. Right. Yeah. It, well, it's almost like um, blasphemous. Totally. To some people, I'm sure. One hundred percent. Whereas, like, I think it's gorgeous i know it's so beautiful and what a great way to honor the dead yeah yeah i mean yeah. it's it's definitely spooky mm-hmm. it's ooky yeah but it's uh i like how you keep using the word ooky that's an ash thing it's the last podcast on the left thing. oh is spooky it and ooky ooky spooky wow. so we're all inspired by someone guys <laughs> i'm inspired by you james <laughs> thanks <laughs> so in the modern day um the celebration starts at midnight on october 31st mm-hmm. and ends um, at the end of November 2nd. This is when they believe that the veil between the spirit world and ours is thin and our ancestors can visit us. Right. It is a festive time to remember and cherish our family, be with them, find unity together, and it's extremely important for those who celebrate it to pass down to their children and their children's children and so forth. I feel like I don't have to say this, but I'm going to say that a lot of people get it like, uh, conflated with Halloween or that it's mm-hmm. Mexican Halloween. It's yes. not Mexican Halloween. Right. right. It's a separate thing. Just happens to be around the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anything, it's like after Halloween because it starts on Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So at the cemeteries where families, um, loved ones are interred, they the family would spend time cleaning and lavishly decorating their loved ones' graves with flowers and candles they have graveside picnics, spend the evening telling stories, memories of their loved ones, celebrating their lives, singing or playing music for their all-night vigil. That's so cool. So they either stay up all night um, at the vigil or they take turns. Um, there's, as featured in Coco, there is a flower path. Families mm-hmm. will often scatter marigold petals, forming a path from their front doors to the ofrenda waiting within their home. 
And in smaller towns, like the one in Coco, uh, families might even lay a floral path from the cemetery to their front door to lead their le- dead loved ones home. Oh, interesting. So, but the ofrenda uh, is a general term for like the... It's like an altar. The altar, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put like a picture of your loved one, the flowers, and and it seems like art, like belongings to them, things of that nature. It's like a memorial that has offerings. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, Ash, just one clarification, because I'm not entirely sure. It It's just regional to Mexico, right? There isn't other, like, Central American countries that do this, or is it? I think it's, I think it's directly a Mexican thing, okay. but obviously it's spread. Sure. People, I mean, there's celebrations in Portland even for this, mm-hmm. so. Right, and you see it in L.A. County. It's all over the place. I mean, it's a Hispanic thing probably in general at this point. Yeah. Cool. Um, because the Aztecs, you know, and Cortez, that was all centered in Mexico City. Right. Um, okay, so it's also a time of parades and skeleton masks, lots of art, music, dancing, um, which you see a lot of if you go to Disney's California Adventure. All over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool, too. Yeah, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Maybe it was just last week. I don't know. Sure. About how... Coco is um, such a welcome addition to that whole area yes. and how we love that Disney, specifically California Adventure, does a really good job of honoring different cultures. That's true. It is specifically them. They do it the best. Yeah. Well, and I think it's mostly just because Disneyland is old and has always had specific things. Yes. It's kind of set in right. its Right. It's thing. got its its plan. Right. It's old timey and California Adventure. Although they do have that like newer. Right. So there's a little more flexibility there. Right. But like in Frontierland, right around Big Thunder, they have they always have that cocoa area. Oh right. Yeah. The Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they deck that out. It's beautiful. And also like you know, we, we admit the things that we love about Disney parks and the things that really aren't for us. Mm-hmm. Or at least the things we don't care that much about parade being one of them yeah the the random like musical performances the marching bands we like it and we want it to be there like we want it to be in the background it would break our hearts if it weren't there but it's not something we typically stop and observe for more than a couple seconds really mm-hmm. uh, but the one they do for coco at dca is so well done yeah. that ashton actually stopped and watched the entire thing totally we really sat well. and had lunch once during that um and watched the whole performance and yeah. It was great. It was, yeah. And, you know, we're eating Mexican food. I wouldn't say it was the best Mexican food I've ever had. But it was there. Mexican Definitely <laughs> the most expensive. Definitely <laughs> the most expensive. That's right. So one of the first things that you think of probably when you think of Dia de los Muertos is the skull, mask, skeleton, yeah. that whole motif. The origin of that actually likely can only be traced back to the early 1900s. Oh, wow. Um, there was this literature and art the, depicting a woman trying to deny her Mexican heritage and to emulate European woman of style is a political satire. And this was uh, La Catrina. So if you hear La Catrina, it's, that's the style of the, the skull see. masking, the skull makeup. Okay. The one that you're thinking of when you think of the holiday. Gotcha. Uh, that was an attempt to humorously criticize the living while reminding them of their mortality ah. and is seen as a healthy approach to death without fear or judgment. Hmm. I always heard that it was people would dress as the dead 
to so that when the dead came back on that day, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But maybe that has nothing to do with this particular holiday and it's just like a Halloween thing. Is that like an All Hallows Eve or something right. like that? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I Who knows what I assumed that that was part of it. Not only that, you know, you're you're putting yourself in the the underworld by wearing that kind of makeup and saying like, you know, I know that I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, I have a, a skeleton in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I I did think that it was also like a they're not going to be terrified when they come back and it's just a bunch of people with flesh all over them like. Right, We're, we are your people. Yeah, <laughs> but well, I, I didn't see that, anything about that though when I was doing research. Yeah, and it, what I understood was that it was actually so that people who weren't dressed up wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the dead and the living, so they wouldn't be afraid of basically ghosts coming back to life. Right, that Camouflage. it would just be like, oh yeah, you're just one of them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I, think I mean, that makes sense. I think it's a cute idea. I don't know if it's real. Well, who knows? I mean, all these holidays we celebrate are all just totally oh. wacky. Wackadoo. What, like Christmas? I mean, do you really want to talk about the origin? Who, who cares at this point? Right. It's our own thing. Yeah, try explaining Elf on a Shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try explaining any of it. The Easter Bunny. Dude, I mean, it's huh? all wackadoo, like <laughs> yeah. just the craziest stuff ever. Yes. And yeah, and we all make our own traditions. My guess is there's a lot of Mexican families that have their own individual thing they do. Oh, yeah. That's specific to their, their family. And Very their family much so. Um, there's monarch butterfly symbolism uh, that represents monarch butterflies represent the souls of lost loved ones. Okay. And um, interestingly, Dia de los Muertos coincides with the monarch migration. So they would appear oh. around this time, which. How cool. You know, you could see how you would kind of like connect yeah, those parallel, two things. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's also the cut tissue paper banners tradition mm-hmm. that you will see everywhere at DCA this Beautiful. time of year. Yep. Everywhere. Um, they symbolize air. They represent air. Uh, they're used on altars. They're used to decorate markets. And this tradition comes from the Aztecs, actually, who used to cut bark paper into de- decorative forms of their gods. Oh, interesting. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just this blend of kind of Catholic, kind of original Aztec. Yeah. It's so bizarre, but really cool. I mean, that's totally what makes up culture. Oh, absolutely. It's, like, it's not necessarily one place. It's oh, again, just how Christmas. a group of people right. celebrate something yep. or come together as a family. Totally. I love it. Yeah. Uh, for food, food's very important, both to myself. Yes. I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. Same. <laughs> food is very important. And to those who celebrate, there's the bread of the dead. Which are cool. offerings to family souls. Awesome. Um, Pano Muerto, Bread of the Dead. It's a small individual loaf that's decorated with a cross made of bones into like the shape of an X. So it's like a hot cross bun kind of a thing. Adorable. Mm-hmm. There are special recipes that vary depending on where you are in Mexico, who your family is, mm-hmm. like their own secret little tradition that they like to incorporate. Right. Um, I saw this video, um, this YouTube video, that featured this Oaxacan family, and there's this one bread recipe that had been passed down for 90 years in this family, um, and he 
wanted it to be so good that his family member wouldn't want to leave again, is what he said. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. There are the sugar skulls. They're made of sugar, water, and meringue powder, and they are iced with colored sugar. Oh, okay. And I didn't know this at all, but sugar art was brought to the area in the 17th century by the Italians. Ah, interesting. uh, Sugar skulls typically have big, happy smiles, bright colors, very vivid. And you should not eat them. Yeah, they're for looking at. They're just for looking at. Is that the same thing as like the tattoo style? Is that what they call that? Sugar skull? Yeah. Yeah. The same thing? Yeah. Gotcha. That would be, I think that would be a combination of sugar skulls and the La Katrina okay. model. That, that look. Yeah. Um, tamales are big. Oh, delicious. Mm-hmm. Love me some tamales. And uh, interesting, in that one video, they showed this Oaxacan tradition where they have beans with mole sauce and they use tortillas instead of tamale dough. Mm-hmm. So it really just varies like by which pocket you're in, like right. what's customary there. Right. Then there are the traditions for the ofrenda, the altar that um, we have kind of prepared ourselves also yes. to to remember our lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the ofrenda is a traditional home altar, but it can also be in businesses or schools. It serves as an invitation or a homing beacon to the lost loved ones. Uh, first up, they have to be... Um, you have to... Cl- thoroughly clean your house you can't start even the construction of building it until everything is clean and in a good like i bet you love that i know i do love that i love that (laughs) idea however i would never be able to have an ofrenda in my home man you gotta build a shelf that's high enough away that like cats and dogs can't get to it Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i'm thinking oh yeah what a disaster Um, It's usually a table covered with a fine white tablecloth, Mm -hmm. and it is multi-level, symbolizing the underworld, the earth, and heaven. Usually the top level is for saints and would have a crucifix, uh, then candles, etc. They are set for deceased relatives, as we said, lying their way back home. The light of the candles symbolizes Jesus Christ reborn. Mm Mm-hmm. Incense is burned to carry the prayers to heaven. And, of course, they feature lots of pictures of their lost loved ones. The marigolds feature heavily in ofrendas, too. They are the flower of the dead that light the way home. Those are like the orange mm-hmm. Yep. So pretty. Yeah. They also keep away insect or uh, pests. Yes, they do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It's just a natural deterrent. You it's good to them plant them, beds. yeah. Mice and rats, those kind of pests? I don't think that, like, aphids and yeah. oh, gotcha. slugs and stuff. Right. Slugs, big time. Slugs. They represent the fragility of life. I thought that was really cute. Mm-hmm. That is cute. Usually, you would also offer salt and water to quench the thirst for their from their long journeys. And then the last ingredient, again, is food. Mm-hmm. Um, the families all make their secret recipes. Uh, mole, beans, bread, and put them on the altar for offering. Um, I was curious about this and was interested to hear that it isn't wasted. The family takes part in eating consumption of those foods. Okay. So it's not not just just left to rot. Yeah. So that's a good general overview. Yes. Good job. Yeah, totally. Tons of research. Good job. Yeah. Wow. Um, couple questions on that. If, if you know, we can look it up. Um, 
my first question is, do we know how many people still actively... I, I don't know if you mentioned it up front. Like, how many people still do this? No. Generally speaking? It's is extremely it, widespread. It mm-hmm. seems like it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think yeah. it's probably a lot more widespread, actually, in Mexico than it sure. is here. But it's not rare here, either. I, mean, I saw a video recently of someone in Tijuana. This was, like, this season. Mm-hmm. And it's already, like, everywhere. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was wondering if it, it has become similar to Halloween and Christmas, etc., where, you know, Halloween's on the 31st, and this begins on the 31st, but is it, like, a leading up thing, where, the, you know, for three weeks leading up to it, you start seeing this vibe, and you start talking about it and celebrating it? I, think, I would imagine so. I think every holiday has become that way. <laughs> yeah, just a commercial. I mean, it used to be that people would put their Christmas tree up on Christmas Eve. Right. It was a and now it's 48 like hour thing. November 30th or oh, yeah. whatever. The day after Thanksgiving. According to TikTok, Christmas is now. Right. Before Halloween. Yeah. So. According to Dad, it is too. Yes. He's doing a countdown. There's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. We're in October. Yeah. I'm getting hives just hearing this. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> I am not ready. I'm, I'm, I dipped my toes the other day. I dipped my toes. In Christmas? I did. I put on a Christmas song for like... <gasps> 10 seconds. I wasn't there. I'll have you know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's surprising that your jaw isn't broken. Yeah. Oh, I didn't involve her. No. She has very strict rules on this stuff. If Vincent. you could hear that, the cat just tried desperately to jump up onto the couch, but he's so Well, imagine that. It's like jumping up it. to a mountain. Yeah. Jumping on top of or it's a like house. Jump, yeah, house. That's, that's <laughs> better. Um, one question I had about the, like, the offerings and stuff, because like in the movie Coco, you do uh, what's the word again a frienda a frienda um and in the movie coco if if people aren't getting your pictures out and thinking of you then you you start like fading away and you can't cross that bridge right to the... it was like if if you're not remembered yeah then you cease to exist right right and so that one guy he keeps trying to cross the bridge but he can't. He, he his access is denied mm-hmm. because no one, no one's remembering him. Right, which is I a weird thing. I didn't see anything about that. I don't know if that's true or not, or like how true that is. Right. So I can't speak to that. If anyone knows, let us know. Because I mean, let's be honest. Like at some point, like we don't ever our great 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 grandparents. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. what they look like. Right. We have no. I have mine up on our on our wall. Yeah, yeah they're kind do. of on a permanent ofrenda. Right. But that's that's a rare thing. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's only because okay. they're creepy looking, and I like creepy photography. Yes. Like, And I wonder how, like, what's the the sort of structure and rules for this? Like, does a family, like, what I'm asking, like, so does a family just do this for the most recent person that passed away? Just for grandma? Is it just for older brother? or? No, I think it's for... It's all... Everyone that you have any kind of memory of, or um, oh, okay, I would think so it's not even selective like that way. Essentially, even a couple of generations back, if you still have like connections with them Got in some it. way, okay. Like if you have like a recipe that's been passed down ninety years, I would think that something of that ancestor would be included, even though you never met them. Well, right? again, in the movie Coco, they focus a lot on pictures. Yeah, they even physical say something pictures. about a physical picture. Which mm-hmm. is clearly a modern, yes. more or less a modern thing. Right. 
if you go back before cameras, they were still doing this. <laughs> they just had like stick figure drawings. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> the cave drawing. Yeah. Grandma. With like the point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what this is. Hey, remember, can you imagine a time before cameras? Like, Wild, wow. right? Your your grandma died. You just had that one painting of her <laughs> that was vaguely kind of looked like her, I guess, depending on the artist's mood. <laughs> Wild. Or if you even had a family that could commission a painting. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're the 99% that Dude, could right. never Memory that. only. You're like, oh, I'm losing grandma in my head. Oh, oh God, no. She's gone. <laughs> Does she have gray hair or white hair? Ah. <laughs> well, that's where these kind of holidays come from. That's the whole, yeah. that's where it comes from. And you can start going back far enough where you start thinking about humans living in societies together pre all this crap, mm-hmm. all the internet and all this technology. That's why you'd come up all this wackadoo stuff. Right. You know, like the Nordic traditions of Christmas. That is so old and ancient. Yeah. But you kind of get why they did it. And now we just, now it's like about Elf and <laughs> all the movies and <laughs> Hallmark stupid movies and crap like that. Yeah. Halloween is no different. Um, God, it's so funny. Yeah. Name one holiday that's not right. nuts. Really? Oh, God. Wacky, they all wacky are. stuff. I love them. This is my favorite time of year because of that. Where's President's she? Day? Pre- <laughs> President's Day. Lauren's cheering for President's Day <laughs> <laughs> silently. Flag Day. Yes. Um, yeah, and I something I really love about it is the different nature of their relationship with death. Sure. Because America's relationship with death is very, um, like, you don't talk about it. You don't yeah. look at them. Mm-hmm. It's best to just, you know, remember them how they were when they were alive and not think about how you're going to die one day. It's just very much. It. Yeah, exactly. We don't talk about it. Well, I mean, Europe in general kind of has a similar thing. I mean, at least with like an Irish funeral, you know, you'd bury them. You do some blessing, but it's you. You wash it up, and that's it. You pay someone else yep. to deal with the body. You deal with the body. You deal with the dead, and you just focus with on God memories now. and that's the yeah. post. Yeah, whatever. You might but visit a gravesite or something. Exactly. But that is pretty much it. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's a big reason people are so afraid of death. I agree. Is it's so unknown? Yeah, and Dude. we just don't see it anymore. Have you seen Midnight Mass yet? Not yet. I know. I okay. everyone is telling me there's I have just to a watch scene it. that covers this yeah. that is just she keeps going on. Okay. There's these scenes in that show that just they go on longer than they should, but I like just that. Just the right amount. Yeah, and it just keeps <laughs> going. It's like I was, oh, I was glued to the TV. I'm like, oh my god, it's covering <laughs> life and death all in one scene. So profound. Yeah, after watching that scene, like I had passed out because I was like, I'm tired. Yeah, I had had a long day in LA, and James is just like sitting up, being just like, kind just, of weeping slowly, like existential dread, <laughs> oh my God. And, like, oh no, like I don't know, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't how they sleep it. now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, before we move on to talking about our own family and our friend does. I want to say my sources, history.com, dayofthedead.holiday, and then two YouTube videos. Um, One was WQPT PBS, (laughs) and the other was Beautiful Destinations, Mexico. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Cool, man. Okay, what are we doing now? Are we going to go on to a friend at time? Yes. Okay. Who wants to begin? And how do we want to begin? Why don't you set it up, and then I don't care who goes first. 
Okay. But I am ready. James and I were talking about just like talking about it as if we had one here instead Uh of like saying like, this is what I would do. So we could just be like, okay. Yeah. 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 So I thought that it would be fun if we could uh, have our own a friend of this year. Mm -hmm. I've actually had mine before, but we're doing a communal one here in the studio this year. An audio version. Yes, an audio frienda. Yes, audio <laughs> audio frienda. Audio a frienda version, <laughs> like friendly. Get uh, it? Audio uh, friendly. Oh, oh, oh and, nope. all right, I'm done. So we all have thought about some lost loved ones that we wanted to um, invite home to spend time with. Indeed. And we have some objects that we want to put on the ofrenda. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think Sarah should start. I think okay. so too. So, uh, am I? Would you like me to put my objects on your ofrenda, or am I putting them on my, on mine at home? Uh, let's put it here. Okay. Yeah, great. let's put it here in the studio. So we're just doing one big one. Yep. yep. Okay. I like that. Great. So it looks like you have uh, provided plenty of space. Yes. For my loved ones, mm-hmm. ample marigolds. I, ample marigolds. I suspect that James and I may have some overlap. Very likely. Um, I would like to honor three people. I'm going to start with... Me too, by the way. <laughs> well, it's... Well... Pro- one of them is definitely not the same person. Yeah, mine too. Um, one of them is my mother-in-law's mom, Grandma Shirley. Okay. Shirley was... Uh, she was part of the Dust Bowl. She wow. came here as a young child during the Dust Bowl. She lived a really hard life. She was rad. This is Josh's... Josh's grandma. Grandma, right. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law called her Cha-Cha. Aww. She passed away from dementia or Alzheimer's a few years oh, ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That, and was, that wasn't that long ago. No. So here are the things that I want to put on the ofrenda for Shirley. Okay. The worst and scariest horror movies from the 80s. Awesome. On VHS. Bitchin'. Love her already. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of old, terrible country music on vinyl. Okay. <laughs> and... Gardening tools. Man, Aww. this woman. Yeah, yeah, this is. I can get behind her. She What's was not the like. A hundred pounds soaking wet. Oh, and man. all of it was her long, curly, dark brown hair that she put in pin curls every Aww. night until just a few years before she passed away. It's just a hundred pounds of hard scrap dust bowl survivor. Exactly. Yeah. She was great. I, I regret that I never really got to know her well enough, but. Uh, she's a good grandma and a good person. Aww. Um, I would like to honor my grandma Mackie. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, this is my dad's mom. Yes. Here are the items for her. She, her name was Frances, but we all called her Mackie for Macmillan. I'm going to put some coloring books and crayons. Okay. Because that's what we grew up doing in her house always. Uh, I'm going to put a pack of Marlboro cigarettes with a lighter. Okay. Um, it's going to be wrapped. This pack of cigarettes is wrapped in wrapping paper upside down as she wrapped all of our Christmas presents upside down. So the fold where the tape is was on top and she'd stick a bow right in the middle of the taped up part. If that makes any sense. <laughs> oh, I got you. Every oh, I love single it. Christmas present or birthday present she yeah. gave us was wrapped upside down. Yep. Okay? Yep. Uh, a glass of Pepsi in a oh. gold trimmed glass. Yep. <laughs> well done, Sarah. Chicken and dumplings. Yep. And a Mai Tai. Fantastic. Okay? 
Yeah, I'm going to add one because she's actually not one of mine. Let me just add okay. one for yeah, you. Yeah, please do. The, her old blue jacket. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw that in. I wanted her. to put her gigantic Cadillac. And it seemed like it wouldn't fit. <laughs> that That's the first thing I thought of, yeah. too. A picture of it. How about that? Because she was like just under five foot, I think. Yeah, she was And real drove short. a car the size of, well, uh, like a hysterically a large. The size of a whale. Yeah. It was not a Chrysler, like but it was gigantic. Late 80s Cadillac? Oh, it was. Something like that? Yeah. It was so big. She couldn't <laughs> see over the steering wheel. It was great. She had to sit on something, it, yeah. and it's she a miracle. She had enough money. She, she could have gotten whatever she wanted. Absolutely. She always got the same Cadillac. I mean, it was a nice car. It was It was nice just car. way too it big for boat. her. Yeah. <laughs> honk, honk. I mean, she felt very safe in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And my third and last is my Grandma Lynn, and we've talked about her before. She's my mom's mom. She was an incredible person. And uh, I'd like to put a big bowl of pasta. Mm-hmm. Wonderful pasta. Wonderful pasta. Uh, a cozy sweatshirt. Yep. Because she was a sensible lady. A Costco card. <laughs> <laughs> a tennis racket. And yeah. a glass of red wine. I love that. Well done, Sarah. Well done. Thanks. James, do you have any overlap there? Yeah. Okay. Just uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you go? I want to go. Okay, um, I'm just going to add to the grandma, mm-hmm. Grandma Lynn, and I'll do Papa. Okay. So, on our mom's side. And Grandma passed away... Two, 2004? Is it that yeah. long ago? I think, yeah. Wow. Just a couple days ago, it was... Yeah, you're right. 17 years? Wow. How old are you, Lauren? You're... Almost 21. Okay, so I was a couple years older than you. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Um, and then... Papa, that's what we call our grandpa. He passed away in 2018. Is that mm-hmm, right? I think so. Okay, so grandma and papa, sort of a combined thing. We're gonna we're gonna give them sheet music to the map song. Yes. Like an old American folk song uh-huh. that I've only heard our family sing. Yep. I don't know <laughs> that it exists outside of our bubble, but yeah. yeah. It's different. Okay. It is different. Yeah. I've I've seen other evidence of it, but I've never like heard of another family. A, knowing the song and singing it every time we got together. It's called the map song. Yeah, map As in like song. a world map. Right. And it's all about a dress that's made of a map. And It's very bizarre, very old-timey. Seems to get a man yeah. in a lot of trouble because he's <laughs> looking at a woman who's wearing a map. It's very much like that old yeah. kind of thing. Uh, an- another song, some sheet music to Wild Irish Rose, mm-hmm. which is also like a barbershop common quartet song. Um, because of the Catholicness, we'll give some rosary beads like the one hanging right there. Excellent. Um, more wonderful pasta, some tuna salad. That's yeah. something I think of grandma. She really liked some good tuna salad. Um, and then just more old timey music, Jack Jones, etc. That yes. era kind of cocktail lounge music. It was on constantly at their house. Perfect. And then the other one I'm is, sure is shared. What? With you and, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is our cat Minerva. Yep. Aww. Who passed away in the summer of 2020. Yep. She was a legend. The best of all time. <laughs> um, what? I'm curious what your things are, Ash. Okay. Uh, by the way, I don't, I'm the only one here working without notes. I'm just like pulling it out of my butt. So <laughs> what can I pull out of my butt for Minerva? Um, uh, bobby pins. 
bobby pins. <laughs> yeah, just the sound of like metally clinky things. would run full sprint from across the other side of the house if I just oh, yeah. gently made a sound with them. That's amazing. Just drop it on the That's how Oscar sound. is if you open a string cheese. <laughs> that was, that's another one. <laughs> string cheese. The she wrapper sure for a string yeah. cheese. That got her going. And uh, Jolly Ranchers. Yes, that's right. Nice. She, the other thing she I loved would, a Jolly Rancher. The only thing I would add, Ash, is just fancy things in general. Yes. Diamonds, necklaces, things of that nature. Just sparkly jewelry. Attire yeah. for a princess. Yeah, she she was uh, she loved that stuff. Yep. She was the Aww. best. <laughs> yeah. Good old Magoo. Good old Magoo. Okay, so my only other uh, person that I'm putting up on my ofrenda yep. is my grandma Edna. Absolute legend. GGW. Another Dust Bowl mm-hmm. veteran, if you will. Wow. Gr- grandma Guess yeah. Who. And. For her, I have, um, I have a cinnamon roll mm-hmm. that I made. That's I learned how to make from her. Giant it's the roll. best cinnamon rolls in the entire world. Yeah. So I got a big, huge, honking one here for her, <laughs> and it's got cream cheese frosting. And I'm sure she would have appreciated it if I had added raisins, but I do not do that. So I'm sorry, Grandma. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat this too. It smells exactly. amazing, Ash. Yeah. Thanks. Um. I also have some CDs. Yeah, you I do. have some Vince Gill, <laughs> and I have some. Say it, Garth Brooks. You got some Garth Brooks. Love me some Garth, dude. Yep. She like backstage pass loved Garth Brooks. That's awesome. Like she abandoned sh- my mother to meet Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah, come well out of here, done. Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> and the thunder rolls. <laughs> um, any other music that we should put up there for her? Um, no, I mean, it's that really era country, two. she really liked that. Yeah. Um, I've also got a Star Trek mug for her. Okay. <laughs> she is a huge Trekkie. She was a huge Trekkie, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to say a bottle of Patron, because she would drink it from the bottle at family functions. Yeah. <laughs> but in her later years, she switched over to... Bacardi 151, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. The jet fuel stuff? Jet fuel. Yeah, she so. just casually drank. Yeah. Also, I'm going to throw in a picture of her talking. So it'll be the picture of her. She had this way of having a conversation. It's hard to do on a podcast because it's an audio-based thing. She would talk with her hands in a way that like... So she would finish a sentence and she kind of did the cast member point with uh-huh. two fingers. <laughs> so like imagine the cast member point thing, but she would like say something like... Um, that Garth Brooks, he's a great performer. And then she'd <laughs> like give a, like like a tip of the hat, almost like a tip of the hat with her <laughs> with her fingers. Like that was a, its own response. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes she would just respond with it. Usually because she was drinking the Bacardi and Coke. <laughs> awesome. She I'm so rad. sad that I never got to meet Dude, Grandma yeah. Adna. The best. She's great. Yeah, a good uh, good person to have a conversation with. Yeah. And when did she pass away? Uh, the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Right before COVID started. Yep. Like February. Thank God we didn't I have to deal with God. that. I knew that, by Dude. the way. I just was asking for the audience. Thank yeah. you. I did know when it was. And by the way, Ashley's mom, Lynn, would have broken all laws to get to her mom to visit yeah. her. Oh, yeah. She remember, they locked it yeah, all down. Like, right? you can't visit your loved ones. No. No, she wouldn't have it. No. Yeah. I feel the same way about Papa. I'm so glad that he didn't no, have to I live know. through this. Because he was in a... He was in a care home. A couple years and after. it was... It would have sucked. 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> a veteran's home. Like, yeah. Great there's no place, way, by the way we're getting in. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Really good. I feel very connected. Yeah. I hope they come visit. I love that stuff, man. It's so good. What a great, what a great holiday, really. And I yeah, think it's everyone. Very sweet. Yeah, and everyone should find time to do that. You know, find your own ofrenda, your time for your own ofrenda, and think of loved ones and the things that they would like to see and talk about. Keep them close. We could call this cultural appropriation. And and it is. What are you going to do? It However, That's all Disneyland is, by the way. We mean it in the most, what is the word I'm trying to say? Honorable, kind of respectful respectful way. Yeah. And yeah, Yeah. we don't don't mean it in a... No. Definitely not like a making fun of or trying to adopt it as our own, but just... You know. It's very much a situation of imitation being the highest form of flattery. That's what I was trying to say is there flattery. You go. Flattery. That's <laughs> Gosh, the worst. <laughs> I was really struggling with words. Um, I have a media recommendation. Do you guys have anything? Yes. I do. And I have an animal hero. Ooh. Great. So we're locked and loaded. I actually have two media recommendations. Great. I'm not recommending eight different cats this time, though. God, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was the oh? It was the comment. That's on... what. She, yeah, eight cats. <laughs> eight I have different eight separate cats. cats. <laughs> but on the Instagram post that you put up for Monday, oh, yeah, it was uh, Rolla Jones commented eight different cats <laughs> in caps. Yeah, <laughs> and Ash sent a screenshot of it to us and said eight different cats. I'm priceless. I'm priceless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when you said it. Sarah and I looked at you like. Are you what? kidding me? You're going to name eight individual separate cats just because? <laughs> like, oh boy. It's like, I'm just picturing. Save so it. So it's, uh, you know. Yeah. This Mc- black cat. Mr. Bubbles. Mr. Bubbles, right. At Mr. Bubbles. He's cute. <laughs> Great. Uh, she just gets through all the cats off Instagram. You eventually. know I'm going to do this now, right? Yeah. I do. know. We just going to list up. animals that you've briefly encountered. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. Do it. Okay. I am going to recommend the series Succession. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is that what you were going to suggest? That's literally what I was going to... Yes. Okay, we well, are... We're going to suggest it together, but How are far you... into it are you? So I watched the whole first season. Okay. And then I didn't actually watch the whole first season. I slept halfway through the first season Uh-oh. when it first came out. Okay. Josh was basically like... See you later. I'm finishing this. I'm obsessed. Don't blame him. So he kept watching without me. And then when we found out season three was coming out, I was like, I really want to watch it, but I need to get caught up. And he's like, I'm happy to rewatch it. Okay. So, so you rewatched. Just made it through the first season. Got it. I think we're in the second episode of season two. We're what? And Se- we're probably going to be done with it within about 72 hours. Us too. Ready to start season three. Us, let's, yeah, basically where we are. I think we're episode four in season two. That's crazy. Dude, How weird of all the, the shows same, in the world. I know. And I've been hearing about it for a while now. Oh, it's so good. Dude. It's so well done. Sarah, okay, let's let's get into it since it's both of our shared thing. Like, I, ha- I don't remember the last time we watched a show that made me that, like, stressed. Oh, yeah. And he was I, pacing Sometimes last I night. have to get up and I was like, I have to move. I have to move. <laughs> I have to just pace around the living room and yell at the TV. Dude, 
What? It's hard to explain. So how much do you love Cousin Greg? Oh, he's the <laughs> Greg best. Greg is the best. He's the best. best. I love when the guy, the dad introduces him as Craig. As Craig. And, he, and he's the, like, the daughter's like, it's Greg. And he goes, well, you know. Poor people, Craig. People call me Craig sometimes. Too. I'll answer to both. I'll answer to both. <laughs> he's just. Also, oh. I looked up that actor. He's six foot seven. I know. I did wow. too. <laughs> do you know who does that show? Who like direct and wrote it? I can't remember. I knew at some point. Well, it's Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are the producers. Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's one of the producers. So Adam McKay has done like every Will Ferrell movie. Oh, okay. No, that's uh, not what I was thinking then. Well, and he also did, um, help me, Ash, The the Big Short. Did you see the movie The Big Short? I saw it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's very similar, but funnier. Okay. Uh, Yeah, anyway, so Adam McKay is like collaborator with Will Ferrell on everything. All those funny movies. Um, so yeah, the fact that he went and did this like very serious show is great. It's a, uh, the, so for those who haven't seen it without giving anything away, yeah. it's about a family that, um, it's a media It's basically company. Fox News. Yes. It's a huge media yes. company. They own everything, all the newspapers. Or what, yeah, it would be like the company stations. that owns Fox News. Right. right. Exactly. That's more what it would be. Yes. Called Waystar. And so like Time Warner or whoever right. that is. It's run by Logan Roy, who's Ugh, the dad. Just a and he's bastard. like a king. He's yes. a total jerk. It really is like a mob story. A little bit. It's like the mafia that really but yeah, they do it through like the 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 cloak and disguise of a media company. Right. But they really are a mob. Yeah. They, they break and all rules. They are filthy rich rich doesn't even begin to describe how wealthy these people are and they are living in a total dream world bubble Mm -hmm. they are horrible human beings horrible every one of them we call them the garbage people but they're the rich garbage people and then when we watch shameless those are the the poor poor garbage garbage people people. Um, that's right but yeah they're just terrible humans yep they're they all have these little moments where you're like Oh, there's a human moment yeah, there. And but you're most rooting of for the them. time you're like, God, they are just the scum of the earth. And they all just screw each other over. Oh yeah. Brothers so yeah, so it's the the dad and then the four siblings. Yes. Who and are the princes and princes of this entity. Yeah. And they're all fighting for the position and power. The oldest son, Connor, constantly. is uh, the guy who played Cameron That's in right. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. How frustrating is he? Oh, just useless. Useless. He wants to run for president now. Like, <laughs> oh great. man, so, highly recommend that yes, show. Yes, I do too. Definitely. Oh, that's so funny. That was your pick. Do you have a second one, or is that that was it? I mean, I I don't know if I actually made it a pick. I've talked about it a few times. Midnight Mass. I'll yeah. make that an official pick if I had. I think you I don't, have already. Okay, but I I really need to get on yeah, that. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Okay, well that's good. We got that out of the way. Okay, so a few recommendations. Okay. I'm going to recommend Dune. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. we watched it too. Dude. Yeah. So freaking good. Just, so you saw it in the theater or at home? At home okay. on HBO. Got it. So good. So Ooh. good. I um, Obviously, there are some criticisms, but I was very worried and very, like, I don't know, hesitant about getting my hopes up about it. Mm-hmm. And it was very well done. Is it fair to say that the criticisms, Ash, are pretty like um they're kind of nitpicky you're kind of nitpicky like yeah if you're a true dune fan obviously it was a book or mm-hmm. a series of books even mm-hmm. and it's like really deep content it's dense it stuff. is so dense yeah and there's a certain amount of like making it like more digestible for pop 
for the mainstream sure. to be a successful person. blockbuster movie. Well, and right. the original Dune, the books and the movie came out so long ago, so long that ago. if they just redid it that way, it would be so boring. So boring. it wouldn't it wouldn't apply to the way that we are That's right. now. Yeah. So. It's sort of like how Mad Max was, where it's mm-hmm. like when the new Mad Max oh, yeah, came yeah, yeah. out, there were a lot of people that were really worried it was going to just totally bomb. Mm-hmm. But they did such a good job of making it modern. Yes. But still at that same kind of... And it was great. Post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. And yeah. It was still honor- still honoring the story. Totally. But making it fun and fresh. All yeah. right, continue, Ash. And in conjunction with that, I would also recommend a podcast... Uh, from the last podcast network mm-hmm. and it's uh deep dives on dune so it's henry from the last podcast on the left and his friend uh holden and they spent like like 12 episodes i think going over like their interpretation and their like thoughts and jokes and everything from the entire dune series right. including the ones that frank herbert's son wrote so it's the oh, entire right. mythology of it cool and that's called what uh, it's lpn just Deep Dives Dune. Just, I mean, if you... I they, it's called they call Dune it, Cast. They call it the Dune Cast. Oh, but it's not actually called that. No. Okay. Um, so, really, really funny, insanely funny, informative way to yep. refresh yourself on that insane world. Absolutely. Um, and then I would also recommend the latest episode of Disneyland for Designers, which I just listened to today. Yes. Mark Brickey's podcast. Yeah. And the episode is Why the Disney Community Turned on Bob Chapek. <laughs> Dude. And it, like, fair assessment. I was just, like, nodding my head the entire time listening to his um, his thoughts on the topic. And just specifically, don't – try not to feed the beast of people who are making money and generating content based on hate. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, I want to talk about it for a sec because I remember I was – I wanted to say something because that was a good reminder. Yeah. And I only listened to, like, the first five, ten minutes of that episode. But he also did, like, a vlog – style and he covered that while kind of walking through disneyland um i so for those that don't know like (laughs) there is an actual petition going and it's getting pretty far along to kick bob chapik out the most the newest ceo Mm -hmm. and you know the like the rise of the ticket prices the the fact that they um took away the magic key pass Mm -hmm. there's all these and like the parks are unbelievably packed right now yeah that sells out almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. And the thought is like that there's like a scarcity mindset right now. Right. That because you have to reserve your place, you know, like in the Mark was like, I've been coming here for years and it was so rare that the park would ever sell out. Like incredibly rare. It happened once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And now it happens almost every weekend. And the reason for that is because now that people have to reserve, they feel inclined to reserve way out. Right. And anyway, there's a lot of other things that the company's doing that are pissing people off. Like they moved the Imagineers from California to Florida. And if you couldn't do the move, like now you got laid off. You basically had to quit. The price raising. The price raising. There's a lot of kind of crappy corporate choices. But with that said, this is like my happy place. Disneyland is all of one of our favorite places to go. It's something that's been in our family specifically for mm-hmm. years. Don't let this also be something that you have division and hatred in and like 
Well, Who cares? Come it's on. an amusement what park, What a first dude. world problem. Well said, man. Are you kidding me? Are you me? crazy? Like, dude, people are like... Get over yourselves, people. Really upset about it. If you can afford $109 a day to go to the park, There you go. What's another couple dollars? Sir, exactly. This is all relative. It's all BS. And Look, and you can it's have... It's a freaking company. They're trying exactly. to make money. It doesn't surprise me that a crappy corporation is choosing profit over... No whatever kidding. else they're always grandma no it's not <laughs> i got news for you bob Iger wasn't a sweetheart either right he was a shrewd businessman well they all you have to be they all are it yeah it's insane and also this guy took over the company in the middle of a pandemic after the most beloved ceo i mean it's like bricky talks about this in order walt disney duh roy disney duh and then Bob Iger. Right. He was the guy before Bob Chapik. And everyone loved him because mm-hmm. he was like the parks guy. And he rid he ridded DCA. And and he talks about that a lot, about like what exactly people loved about Bob Iger. Yeah. And it's just, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. Go check it out. Well, and I, I do like his take to be, you don't have to be one side or the other. And that's, I think that is a good goal for anything you're a fan of, whether it's a band or Star Trek or Disneyland. You don't have to be like, whatever Disney says, I buy, you know, one of those idiots that just doesn't think for yourself. And then you also don't have to just hate. You don't have to love something so much that you end up hating it. Mm -hmm. That happens with fandom. Mm -hmm. So be somewhere in the middle. And like you said, it doesn't really matter. What are we talking about? So I work in a restaurant. I just recently started working in a restaurant and they just up their prices on some stuff. And yeah, because prices are going up everywhere. Expensive, by the way. Yeah. By the way, right. I'm sorry. So your bill's going to be another dollar fifty. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't come out to eat. Don't go buy a seven dollar beer. What Who are you cares? doing? I know. Move on. Right. <laughs> I know. The, it's exactly the same thing. It's like it is. It. This isn't something that you're being forced to do. This isn't raising taxes. No, it's, it's not, not raising your water no, bill. No, no. This is raising something that is completely and totally voluntary. Totally voluntary. <laughs> Nobody's making absurd. you go anywhere. We're wearing stupid ears on our head and pretending to be kids. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> this is all for fun. This is all just for goofs. Yes. All of it. Right. Dude, and I see a lot of creators and even people I know and like, and mm-hmm. I won't name them, that make a buck and make views and likes out of being negative Mm -hmm. you see it lighten up friends a lot of this like bob chapik did this and that and and it works it Mm -hmm. gets a ton of views and people love to be divisive yes anyway that's my soapbox for the day before we end i did not plan to have an animal hero of the week but as soon as lauren came i had decided that my animal hero of the week is vincent the kitten let's go who Welcome has been snuggling with me for the past like ten minutes, and You're I'm a dying inside. Yeah, he hopped up there and just slumped into her side. Dude, he's pretty cute there, Lauren. It was like he had to remind you, "Hey, remember me? I'm the animal hero of the week." That's right. <laughs> yeah. And he's a hero because he was rescued from yeah, the streets. He survived having both of his ears lopped off, Heck and yeah. he has dignity and grace, even <laughs> though he's a street urchin. <laughs> so vincent i salute Aladdin. you we salute you vincent salute well we did it thanks for listening to another episode of disney dependent see, see you real, real soon, soon.
You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.